Papo? Aye, not too bad. It is <laughs> just about the morning. I thought you were just going to go in with, it's Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I did not. <laughs> you did not go straight in. Didn't, no. Well done, I'm proud of you. How's your week been? It's been alright. <laughs> Yesterday was a bit of a shit show at work, but it was... Overall, it was fine. It was my first day back in, uh, actually in the kitchen on Friday, and it was fine. After you'd almost, like, cut your finger off. Didn't almost cut my finger off. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. No you're the, issues you're, at all. You're honestly, the only person that I know that's cut themselves while cutting butter. <laughs> yeah, and... No, I don't know. Well, I'm going to mention it. It's just going to stick, and I don't care <laughs> at this point. But I, I was convinced when I told people that I would gain the nickname Butterfingers. And honestly, I wouldn't really care at this point because I've thought about it more than anybody else has. It just shows how much funnier I am than everybody else at work. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah. Um, but it's like, but why weren't you using a butter knife? Because because it's cold butter from the fridge. It is cold and from the fridge and it is hard. That's why you need a sharp knife. But it got stuck halfway through and just went for it and got me finger. But yeah, uh, whenever I have a period of not working in the kitchen, I always worry that I'll just forget, like entirely forget how anything works. <clears throat> like at all, entirely forget how do I make a pizza, how do I make it round. It's, it's frustrating. <laughs> but especially when I came back from... Uh, third lockdown like after Christmas when we came into the takeaway I was like honestly I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it I've just completely forgotten and then it all came flooding back pretty much yeah like it's it's not difficult it, like a lot of it's muscle memory because like yeah. you take a dough ball that is round and you kind of flatten it out and it is still round then you stretch it out a little bit so it's just like a bit bigger and it's still round and then you put it over a mound of dough and stretch it out so it it wants to be round yeah the only issue is like if they overprove and go a bit big they kind of misshape yeah so that's when you end up with not round ones like um there was one time that there was a fuck up with the delivery and we couldn't get any until like the friday and yeah. it's when we we're opening thursday so the bosses ran out on the Wednesday and uh, grabbed some from Macro but they were square square doubles well they were they were like rectangles like perfectly fine they were fine to work with as well it's just the first day I came in they were all defrosted and I went with all of them and I rounded them off like I just manhandled them until they were round enough and that day they were fine because I did like I was like oh they could do it being round I didn't really know the uh, the effect of this and then the following day I came in and it was busy from the start and I didn't have time to do it all of the pieces were fucking square every single one they should probably probably be square if you're gonna there's the whole thing online of putting like a a round thing in a square box and cutting them into triangles doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I know, but it's much more difficult to make a round box. And also, if it was a round box, it'd be far more difficult to actually get it out. <coughs> I 
and well, you have to be like with our pizza boxes they're 10 inch pizza boxes yeah so they fit a 10 inch pizza in so it's like touching either edge but every now and again the pizzas just end up a little big it's just how it works it's like every now and again they just end up a little bit bigger than they probably should yeah and they, it's like you just kind of fold it over on itself what happens if you make a square pizza in a square box and cut it into squares I've had that uh, King's Castle do that and King's Castle is great I haven't had King's Castle oh you should it's it is expensive not dramatically but everything's a couple of quid more than anywhere else yeah but it is just really good like <clears throat> it, it that's it it's just really good. Like, everything they do is good. Like, the pizza... Uh, they used to do square pizza. Uh, and they, re- like, in the past year, stopped. So now they just do round ones, which everyone was upset about. Because if it's a square pizza, you get more. Um, But yeah, like, their pizza's good. Me and Becca, we get pepperoni chicken and jalapenos with a stuffed crust, and it is perfect every single time. They they use a proper like flame grill, so their chicken wings are like sauced and then put on the flame grill, so you get the nice little charred bits. Becca doesn't like those. Uh, the burgers are really fucking good. It's like it's all takeaway quality stuff, but just the best that a takeaway quality shit can be. The best a, a takeaway can do. It's like the best. Be- it's a takeaway takeaway it does pizza and like I think they do kebabs and they do chicken wings and burgers it's that kind of takeaway but it is the best that you can get from a shitty takeaway yeah like if something someone specialises in doing burgers yeah you'll get a better burger from there but this place it's just spot on for what it is yeah it it is like again it's expensive me and Becca will normally if we order from there we'll order two days worth yeah. So we'll get like a pizza and a couple of burgers and maybe a couple of sides or whatever. And that'll probably be over 30 quid. Yeah. But it's good. Apparently the, the onion rings are good. Yeah, the onion rings are good. Never, n- like, not a massive fan of onion rings. On a burger they're really good. Like, just like three on a burger with like cheese, bacon, barbecue sauce, whatever. <laughs> Always a fun time. I'm really weird with onion rings because I think like the, there's only there are only going to be two ways from a takeaway they're either going to be like the onion part is going to be overly crunchy it just makes it weird I don't like it because it tastes like it's undercooked or the onions are like dead soggy and horrible I like the ones where it's soft to the point of it's not there I like the ones that are frozen from a bag they're the best no, 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 not a fan of soggy onions. Mm. Yeah, no, I... Onion... There's certain things... Oh, me and Becca got uh, Santa's down the road. 80, yep. 85 metres away. It's there. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we order from there every now and again. Like, Becca isn't big on it, but for me, if I get in late from work and I haven't had time to eat yeah. and I'm hungry and I don't want anything in, I'll order from there because it's round the corner. Issue is, we always pay the delivery fee. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> because they don't take cash. Oh, sorry, they don't take card if you go in and order. Yep. And if you order online, 
you can't select the option to collect. What sort of business doesn't take card these days? I know it's ridiculous. Even ta- like most taxis now take like cards. Oh, I was very lucky. Um, heading home from work the other day, I ordered a taxi. Uh, Mick shouted and he was like, "Oh, is your, your taxi's here!" And I just got a text saying, "Oh, your taxi's arriving." So I was like, "All right," walked out, got in a taxi, set off. You know when you look at the little phone setup they've got, and I looked at, it, I was like. Oh, Triple A have updated the uh, the phone system. It's looking a bit better now. <laughs> then we arrive, and I'm like, "Yeah, can I pay by card?" And he was like, "Yeah, no problem." Paid by card, got out. It wasn't a Triple A; it was a Miller's. So I was really fucking lucky because Miller's for ages you could only pay by card if you set it up on the uh, on the thing. app. Yeah, mine doesn't work on the app for some reason. Nope, mine doesn't either. It's stupid. It's infuriating because it did for a while when I when we worked at Tulketh Mill. I had my car details on the Miller's app and it worked fine. But a couple of years later, trying to book a Miller's and I was like, I'll put my car details and it just doesn't accept it. My car details are in that in. It just will not let me book a taxi with the card option. Yeah, it's it's shitty, horrible, fuck wank. Yeah, uh, Santa's Pizza there. We got uh, jalapeno poppers the other day. Jalapeno poppers are normally like, they're fine. It's like cream cheese jalapeno whatever yeah there it's shitty american cheese inside Ooh, yeah cheese that isn't really cheese cheese yeah no it's it was really good because <laughs> especially like those on a burger would be really good yeah so uh colette's come back uh, from being off sick at our place yeah. which is lovely she, it's nice to have her back hmm. um like i always say colette that she talks non-stop and doesn't breathe in between sentences. It's unbelievable. But one of the, one of the guys on our department, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't like him. <laughs> Which narrows it down a lot. Um, you're like, oh, uh, if you get a taxi on, why don't you just get an Uber on? So they're talking about this, and I'm off on my break, so I'll come back. Kieran, have you got Uber uh, on your uh, on your phone? I said, yeah, I think so. Just when I when I go to like big cities and stuff, mm. I can use it there. Just makes it a bit yeah. easier. It's like, oh, what are the Ubers like in Preston? We, we, it's just not a thing in Preston. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, 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 it's not. It just about is like you're really gonna struggle to get a an uber taxi yeah like so i just don't bother using them because it's yeah like no, so it's... hard to fucking get them in preston so like yeah i use uber eats all the time and always get me stuff through like either uber eats or just eat the yeah. only reason i use uber eats is because they're usually a lot more spot on with tracking the driver yeah um, but you, you're just not. You're gonna really struggle getting an Uber. No, no, no. We'll be able to do it. We'll be able to do it. I'm like, I'm like, listen to me. You're not. Colette's not going to be able to get an Uber taxi home. It's just not gonna happen. Forty minutes later, before he goes, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, you've just wa- wasted forty minutes. Where I told you. You're not going to be able to get... Yeah. She's like, downloaded I, it, put a card details in, fucked about, fucked about, fucked about. Oh, yeah, yeah actually, you're right. Yeah, no, I... In Preston, I've got one Uber once. And it was because um, Google kept... Like, I was 
uh, seeing how far away home was or something for some reason. Yeah. He was like, oh, uh, here's a £10 voucher for, for your first Uber. And I was like, right, fine, fuck it, downloaded it, did it. One guy picked up the job, drove around for a bit, disappeared. Another guy, exact same. Like Honestly, it took like 45 minutes to, if not longer, yeah. to get a taxi home. Yeah. Just because I got this £10 voucher. Yeah. Well, like, if you listen to me... Yeah. But he's like that all the time. He fucking does me head him. It cracks me up because he's like a big warrior. He panics about everything. Right, he's that one. He's that, that one. He's that one. And um, he actually got offended the other week because I said that he was a warrior. And started worrying about the fact that I called him a warrior. Oh my. That's when you know that you're like elite level worrying. When you're worrying about someone calling you a warrior. Oh my. Oh dear. But yeah, no one, no one on the department likes him, but <laughs> he said the other way, you're like, oh yeah, help to save's precious to me. We're all like looking at each other going, yeah, you're just a bit weird, you, aren't you? Yeah, that's a... Yeah, this that's did, a statement. Like, this, I think I am I'm in the kind of profession where I can like, yeah, my job is precious to me. I could say that and nobody would like really think about it too hard. Yeah, kind of understandable. If yeah. you want to be a chef, and you're a chef, and you enjoy being a chef, and it's something that you really enjoy, that's understandable. Yeah. No one enjoys be working in a call centre. You, you know, It's who, not you, precious to anybody. No, 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 no. There are people. There are people. Call centre managers. Yeah, that's true. That is a precious job to them. Because they are no longer entry level. They are one step above entry level. Not even like managers like FLMs. It's precious to them. Oh, just go, just get a life. You know, there's, there's a there's a lot of people, and especially our viewers, who have never worked in a call centre. And there's a there's one specific word that is used in a call centre. And I don't really know if it's used anywhere else to the same degree that it is used in call centres. And I don't think you'd be able to guess what it is, but as soon as I say it, it'll be like, oh yeah, fuck, yeah, no. Go on. And it is when your manager, like they're going over the stats, and they go, you're in a team meeting, and they're like, oh yeah, here's how many calls we've done, here's the average handling time, oh yeah, we've got it down. We've smashed it, lads. <sighs> I'm right though, aren't I? I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I hate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is the word that is used. We smashed, smashed it. We're smashing it, lads. Doing well, good. We we're doing really well, guys. Keep it up, you like. Keep it up. I'm I'm doing my job. I'm just gonna turn up. I'm gonna do my job. I'm not gonna put any more effort in than that. Yeah, if you if you've got more than half a brain cell on work, like in a call center taking calls, after a while. You get into the mode of, I'm going to do just about enough where nobody bothers me. Yep. I'm not going to do any more, and I'm not going to do any less. I'm going to just do what, just what I need to do just to get by where nobody bothers me. Yep. Minimum effort for the amount of money you are paid. Which is honestly, like, I really like my job. When it is fun, it is very fun. When it's not fun, it's still not too bad. I have worked yeah. in worse places. It's fine. Yeah. But like, I am getting to the point now where I keep thinking about it. I'm like, 
I am being paid minimum wage. Yeah. This is not a minimum wage job. Yep. If I were to walk out, I know that Tim couldn't hack it, because he struggled last week when I was on the bar. Yeah. And I know for a fact that it would be really difficult for them to find anyone. Yeah. There is a massive lack of uh, people working in the food industry now. Because yep. it doesn't pay a reasonable wage. Nowhere near does it pay a reasonable wage. It's like my brother. My brother always, like, when I see him and he's, he starts, like, whinging about his job. Um, and basically his job as a data analyst for a football club is, like, he records the games, he looks at all the stats, he, figure, he tries to figure out what the team, the other team's, like, kind of tactics are going to be. It's all very much, I'm going to watch football, try and figure things out, look at the statistics, all that sort of stuff. And, like, I'll be chatting to him, he'll be, like, whinging about it. I'll be like, Ryan, you're literally whinging about a job that people would fucking kill for in this country. He's like... Yeah, no, you're right. You are right. I'm like, if you told your 18-year-old self that for 30, 40 hours a week, you'd be surrounded by professional footballers and you'd be chatting to them and watching football all day, you'd be like, where the fuck do I sign up for this right now? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, you're right. I'm whinging about little things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when his uh, old manager was still in the job uh, Joey Barton absolutely loved him they were like he gets paid to say for like th 40 hours a week he could he, like he was saying he enjoyed it that much that he could go in at 7 o'clock in the morning and happily stay there until like 8, 9 o'clock at night and then he'd just have little gripes about little things I'm like, how, how are you whinging about this? How are you honestly whinging about this? He's like, no, no you, you, you're right, <laughs> yeah. It's like me, if I... If at the end of the day my feet and back didn't hurt, I could easily do the job that I do for longer. It's just, it, it's a job that kind of takes its toll after a little yeah. while. Like, luckily for me, the uh, the bench height where I make the pizzas on is, like, just about the right height. It's not too low down, it's not too high up. Yep. So it, it doesn't put any strain on my shoulders. Although, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Saturday, I just woke up and I was like, my shoulders really hurt from stretching out dough. And that's <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's like at the moment... I mean, Bully's got like gripes about his like current manager and this, that, the other, and just little little petty things that he's not over enthusiastic about, but like genuinely loves his job. And uh, at the moment, the assistant manager for Fleetwood is David Dunn. Now, David Dunn is from Blackburn, played for Blackburn Rovers for the majority of his career, and he's like absolutely loved by fans. I'm like, oh, I was David Dunn. He's like, uh, well, hmm, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Mm. <laughs> like, you've watched this, you've watched this guy play football for like 15 years at like the, one of the highest levels, and you're like, oh, it's all right, it's okay. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. Oh. He's just like, I think when he started, he absolutely loved talking to like the professionals and stuff, and now it's just kind of. 
part of the job. After a while, you just kind of, like, people are just people, no matter who they are. Really. Yeah, I suppose. Like, a footballer is just a guy who gets paid a lot of money to kick a ball. Proficiently, yeah. Yeah, like, they're still just a person. They're yeah. probably boring. Yeah. Some of them, I, I, you look at some footballers and you go, yeah, you're, you're a boring person, you. When you've been doing this since the age of like 12, 13. And that, that's a core part of your personality at that point. That, that is your entire growing up, your entire formative, properly formative years is football. You're probably going to be a bit bland. Um, not to someone that loves football. No. Well, that minute, yeah. if you like, on the other hand, if it's a twelve-year-old that gets really lucky on Twitch and gets a lot of streamers and followers and all that sort of stuff, and spends the next twenty or thirty years gaming, and me and you, who are people that love gaming, get to chat to them about gaming, we're not going to get bored very quickly. Ah, uh, depends. Because like, I recently uh, downloaded uh, Spyro Reignited. Which is Sparrow 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and also Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3. All revamped, redone up, remade uh, on the PC. Becca's playing through Spyro. I'm playing through Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. That is the most recent game that I've played in ages. <laughs> well, I was going to play Apex Legends last week. And then I had my finger wrapped up all huge and couldn't press W on a keyboard. So I didn't. Yeah. I've never really got into. I, I don't. I've not got the dexterity to like game on a keyboard. I am gonna have to work back up to it because I used to. I used to a lot because I used to play Team Fortress Two, and that that's like it's on Xbox and whatnot. But it, it's a PC game. Yeah. And I got I got half decent at it. Like I wasn't terrible. I was fine. But Apex, it's like you've got slide and crouch and run. And to do a, like, think about it, like, to run, you have to hold shift, and then to slide, you have to press the crouch button, which is control, which is the button under shift. So that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine that you can just remap it all on your keyboard anyway. I, c I hate remapping stuff. Because then whenever I go online to look at something and like, oh, this is how you do this, it's... I always have to translate it in my head, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have yeah. to figure it out. No, I think, I think ju if I'd have grown up gaming on a PC, I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. But because I've gamed up, uh, grown up gaming with a controller in me and like that, I don't really have to think about what I'm doing. I can just play the game and enjoy yeah. it. It takes less time. Than it, first person shooters are factually better on PC. Yeah. They just are. Like, with a controller, it's like you are holding a joystick and moving it around the screen to point where you want to shoot. Yep. This, it's literally point and click. Yeah. It's literally point to what you want to go away. Yeah. So, it, and also there's a, like, the big difference in, like, Counter-Strike, especially Counter-Strike is, like, the, the big one. It is binary movement. On a controller, if you are running forwards and you want to stop, 
you have to let go of the stick. That stick has to actuate and then go back to being vertical and you stop. Yeah. If you're on a keyboard, lift your finger. Yeah. You stop instantly. Like there's a massive difference. Like if you're like ducking and weaving side to side on a controller, you have to move the thumbstick from the left all the way over to the right. Yeah. So there is a moment in which you do stand still for a second and then you come back around whereas on a keyboard you're just mashing A and D, you're just vibrating side to side. There's major benefits to keyboard over controller. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm just a bit spastic when it comes to stuff like that. I'm just a bit backwards. A little bit backwards. Yeah. I'm, I don't like it. I'd just rather use the less proficient way of doing it. Yeah, the baby's first video game. Yeah, pretty much. Like Spyro, for example, I'd be able to smash that on on like the PlayStation, no problem. Yeah. I try and do the same on a PC, and I'm well, absolutely dog wank. Me and Becker are playing on controller. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not messed. There's certain games need the uh, need the need diagonals. Yeah, like Crash Bandicoot Inspire, you need to be able to do the like the circular motion. So on a PC, it would be far more difficult. Yeah, like I'm sure it's doable, but it's like Dark Souls. Dark Souls on uh, on PC, technically you can play it on mouse and keyboard don't it's yeah. awful but like some of the like high level pvp in dark souls has to be done with a keyboard because of how the controls work yeah certain things you can only do on controller certain things you can only do on uh keyboard yeah it's weird um we're probably not going to be able to talk about much about marvel this week <laughs> considering there's nothing out this week no there's nothing out uh it's what june something for loki June 1st, June... Early June. June 4th. Yeah, early June. Apparently, is it, is it coming out on Wednesdays, this one? I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. But... Because I follow, follow people on Twitch that talk about Marvel and stuff, I'm like, oh, is this is going to happen and this is probably going to happen. I'm like, uh, I hope that doesn't happen. Hmm. I kind of like what I'm used to. Yeah. Same with the controllers. Just like what I'm used to. You're going to be a very boring old man. I don't want to adapt. I just want to do the things I'm used to. I don't want to learn. Uh, it very much depends on which area. <laughs> Technology, I'm fine. I love tinkering. Yeah. Most of the things I'm like, yeah, I'm just not interested. Yeah, so... And run about, like, female Loki and all this sort of stuff, I'm like... I'm not excited for female Thor, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, neither am I. Apparently, uh, Natalie Portman's got absolutely hench, though. Oh. Super big buff. Super big buff. I was watching uh, Star Wars, uh, the second one, the other day. I totally forgot that Natalie Portman was in that. When you say, <laughs> "All right, can we make an established rule, a rule now that's being put in place <laughs> for Star Wars?" 
if you say Star Wars the second one, I'm going to think you meant the second that came out. So, Star no. Wars 5. That's not how if that one works. If you say Star Wars 2, I'll go, oh, Attack of the Clones. I'll understand. If you say, oh, the second Star Wars, it's the second Star Wars that came out. If you nope, say Star Wars 2... that's not how that one works. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's not how that one works. Wrong. You're wrong. Because it's called... Because it's just the second one, isn't Weird, it? Weirdly, the benefit of that is Star Wars 7 and Star Wars... The, the seventh Star Wars is the same one. Yeah. 7, 8, and 9 or 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, either You're way. You're just being finicky about the... F- no. Because yeah, if you say yeah, Star you're... Wars, the, the second Star Wars, I'm going to be like, oh, so the second one that came out. Nope. The second one's the second one. No. Yep. I'm not being obtuse. You are definitely being no. obtuse. You are. You're complaining because your brain's a bit wonky. If you say the second Star Wars, to me, that's oh, the second Star Wars that came out. Star Wars. Yeah. Five. Your brain's wonky. No. Number two, the second one. But it's not the second one. It's Star <laughs> it, Wars it, Two. It, it, it is Star Wars one. Episode Two. So it's the second one. It's not. It is. The second one is five. You know that doesn't make any sense. It does. It doesn't. It makes no sense to have the fifth one as the second one. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and your backwards logic. Podcast over. I quit. Oh, God. And then I'm going to talk about the 2005 King Kong and you're going to want to punch me even more. That was a great film, Callum. It could Callum. have been better. No, it couldn't. It was perfect. No, it wasn't. It was... It wasn't. Perfect. Go on, what could have been done better then? Most of it. Well, you're just lying. Honestly, right, I've not seen it in, like, I want to say nearly 15 years. I'll rewatch it. <laughs> I'll give you notes. It's a good film. It's got Jack I Black enjoy- in it. That's the highlight of the film. I and Jack Black it. doesn't play the monkey, and that's sad. <laughs> Oh, God. Honestly, I'd be absolutely thrilled if Jack White just somehow entered the MCU. That would... I don't care what the character would be, it would automatically be my favourite character. Have you watched uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've watched the first couple of episodes and it wound me up. Oh, because the only character I think that like Jack Black could play is also a character that Danny DeVito could play. And it's The Thing from the Fantastic Four. I think that'd be wonderful. I mean, I can kind of see it, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, because generally, like, all the stuff Marvel-wise, everything I am aware of has been covered. Like, the only one that I know is coming that I am peripherally aware of is Moon Knight. And Moon Knight is ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know hardly any of the characters. Moon Knight is essentially Batman, but, like, an idiot. (laughs) Like, there was an interaction between Moon Knight and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man comes down. No, Moon Knight comes down and he's flying or something. And Spider-Man's like... Oh my god, who sent you? Are you an alien? He's like, yes, I am an alien. Give me all of your ketamine. (laughs) It's wonderful. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, no, I'd absolutely love Jack Black to be in the MCU. Don't know what he'd, who he'd be. Um, neither do I. I think they should figure it out. But I'm fairly certain that like Jack Black's retired from acting now anyway. I think so. Yeah, he came out and said after the second uh, Jumanji he was done. Oh, or the difficult. third one. He said he was going to do like... I can't remember whether it was like just before they were going to start filming like the second Jumanji or they're going to film like a third one. But after that he was pretty much retired mm. from acting. He's earned enough money. He's got his kids. He's got his YouTube channel. He's got his TikToks. TikToks just uh, they're just amazing all of them yeah the amount of editing that goes into them yeah I'm still really annoyed that just Tenacious D just don't tour enough well they no they were touring like right before Covid they were touring I think they might have had to cancel a couple of shows but they were touring because on his YouTube channel he was uh, documenting it all was he? he was I didn't know that yeah no he was uh, like he there was a London one he did all over like Europe as well oh did he yeah no they, they were touring um, 2019 if they ever come to England again do you want to go and watch 100%, them 100% that, like there's no question I don't care when it is I'm doing it good let's do it because like Tenacious D is it's a band like other bands Metallica or whatever like you have a lot of people from a load of different eras that are all seeing Metallica for different reasons like yeah. some of them are like, oh, I grew up with them. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I really got into them later on. Everyone's seeing an into it for a different reason. Yep. Tenacious D. Everyone likes Tenacious D for the same reason. Everyone is on the same page. It's dumb yep. and it's good and it is enjoyable. There is no question. Everybody turns up to a Tenacious D concert for the same reason. <laughs> no one is there because they're like super horny for Jack Black. That might just be an aspect of it. Like people are there for Tenacious D because it's stupid and it's fun. Yeah. And it is entertaining to watch. Have you ever seen the clips where uh, they do the song about metal? Yes. And they do it live, and metal actually comes out on stage. Yep. Like that's fucking stupid. I love it, but it's stupid. Have you seen uh, the second Tenacious D film? No. The, the, the one, one that is animated by Jack Black. I've not seen it, no. Um, I've listened to the album. The album doesn't quite fully make sense if you don't watch it. Yeah, I figured that out while listen, <laughs> listening to it. Uh, but I've not watched any of the a animated stuff, no. It's worth it. It's stupid. <laughs> And just as in every album, there is that one song where Jack Black leaves Kyle <laughs> and then comes back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love Tenacious D. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. You were never really into Flight of the Concourse, were you? No. And I... None of Tenacious D's songs are really about anything specific. They're just kind of songs that are dumb. Yeah, like there's there's no whereas like, like Flight of the Concords, it's very specifically this is a song that is funny because it is relating to this scenario. Yeah, and that's the bit that I'm like it's too tightened down. Tenacious D, their songs are about the metal. All right, that's a very broad statement. Yeah. Rise of the Phoenix is about them failing, and I'm like, yeah, that's 
that one's kind of specific because it's about the failure of an album, but I'm like, eh, and a film. Yeah. But it's sort of relating to the band, so I'm like, it's fine. But Flight of the Concords was like more specific. And I, you, I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I just didn't like the music or the comedy or what. You need to watch the TV show. The TV show. I've been is told brilliant. it's very good. Just watch it. Yeah. Just do it, please. It is very good. You will enjoy it. Mm. I think I've been watching anything this week. Uh, no, neither have I. I've just, I've just watched football. Uh, been watching Adventure Time. On and off. Oh, we, uh, me and Becca finished off Infinity Train. Infinity Train is a very good cartoon. I think I'm like kind of aware of Adventure Time, but like only very briefly before you mentioned it. Yeah, no, Adventure Time. Uh, yeah, no, mentioned it in the cartoons yeah. episode where. Um, Not last week, week before. Yeah. Uh, it's just a sort. Me and Becca are going through it because it's been. It turns out, again, I've watched far less of it than I remember. Far, far less. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we're we're bashing through that slowly. We're not in any rush for that because it's like regular show kind of like this character growth over time. Yeah, but that only hits in like in the fourth, fifth season where characters actually start like becoming better people and there's stuff going on. Adventure Time, where we are. Yeah, there's not that much of that going on yet, so it's very easy to watch like a couple of episodes and put it down again. Yeah, because it's not committed to like story arcs yet. I've started uh, rewatching My Name Is Earl. Oh, you like My Name Is Earl? It's on Disney Plus at the moment. You know, um, the actor who plays Earl. Yeah. Uh, he used to be a professional skateboarder. Did he? Yeah, full on. He uh, used to have a, a deal with I think it was Vans. They made it's like um, Vans made shoes that were called Bucky Lasex. They were named after a after a skater. Uh, he had he had some as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The only reason I started rewatching it is because I remember watching it kind of growing up, not very much, but very much aware of it because my dad yeah. watched it. And the actor that played Earl's brother was on Joe Rogan recently and and has lost a lot of weight and got buff. Yeah, he is a big intimidating man now. Yeah. What was he in? Oh, he was in something that Becca was watching. Yeah, he was in uh, something that was Becca was watching and he, he is an intimidating man now. Yeah, because he was saying like he's kind of struggling for acting work. Because for like years he played the fat, stupid person. Yep. Now he's lost all the weight and got buff. He can't play the fat, stupid person yeah. anymore. So, yeah, it's. And apparently, you're very horny for Jack Black. Um, all the time. I'm not gay or bi, and I very horny for Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Black, who is very open about his tiny penis. <laughs> He's like, yep, anybody who rocks real hard, tiny dick. <laughs> like, he knows for a fact that Ozzy doesn't have a big one. <laughs> yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, what an absolute melt that guy is. Oh. I love I love Ozzy Osbourne, but he's just he's just a bit of a weapon, isn't he, really? One of the, one of the guys at my old job... Um, 
like he's into his rap music and that, but he got invited to go see a uh, an Aussie concert, and he was like, "Oh, it's not going to be that good." <laughs> this guy's melted his brain over the past forty years. This is not going to be a good gig. And he said, "No, it was amazing." <laughs> like he comes on and he's talking to the crowd and he's mumbling, like you cannot tell what he's saying. As soon as the music starts. Back in. He's back in. He is Ozzy Osbourne again. <laughs> yeah. It's just like snap, boom, going. I like. Have you seen like the photos of him like when he's in his like twenties and thirties and like now? No. It, it doesn't look like himself. It doesn't look like an older version of himself. His hair got real flat. <laughs> like his hair is just straight down now, and it used to be yeah. out. Yeah, honestly, it, if you saw a photo of him when he was, like, younger and saw a photo of him now, you're like, yeah, that's not the same person but older. That's a completely different person. Oh. Like, with most people, you see a photo of them younger, like, in the 20s, 30s, and then in the, like, 50s and 60s, and you go, oh, yeah, that's that person but older. No, we ask the house boy, you go, two completely different fucking people. <laughs> It's brilliant. And um, that means that you're not straight, Keith. It, uh, it does. It's a part of the uh, of the lad's rule that, <laughs> that, that, that you're allowed one man crush. <laughs> it's part of the rules. It's in the rule book. It's in the bra code. You're allowed one man crush. One man crush. Yep. So man. you don't like any of the Marvel Chrises then? They're very good looking men. But the no Jack Black. <laughs> oh, Christ! Yeah, none of them are Jack Black. Nobody is. No, Bar him. Nobody's as Jack Black is. Can you name a more perfect film than School of Rock? Um, I mean, it's a very flawed film. It's not. I that? love it. I absolutely love it. But it's a very flawed film. Like, why doesn't he go to prison? It's committed fraud. No, yeah, no, he doesn't. Like, for some reason, in my, <laughs> for some reason, in my head, there was like a text thing before the credit starts. Like, yeah, he went to prison, and then a few years later, he was let out, and then he started this school. No, 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 yeah. Um, but he definitely should have done. <laughs> There's like a few things that you look like I can't I haven't watched it in a few years and you're just like this would just never happen in real life because he would go to prison. Well yeah, but it's a film. It is fiction. Suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah. But it's a great film and I love it. It is, it is. I other than things being unbelievable, blah blah blah, whatever. It's perfect. It is a perfect film. It, the pace is wonderful that even all the kids acting is like perfectly fine yeah have you seen any of the videos that they did of the like the 10 year reunion saw a bit I think I saw the song they did yeah saw the song but I didn't uh, see that is actually wild the guy that played uh, Spider in School of Rock is like, was he the drummer yeah yeah I figured that's a drummer name yeah, he's. Uh, oh no, isn't that Spider one of the guys in the other band? I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But that's that's mental. 
Mm. Um, yeah, School of Rock is a legitimately perfect. I can't can't fault it. Yeah, they're just not going to do a sequel. No, I don't need it. Lots of people want a sequel. Like College of Rock, like no. They could just call it School of Rock Two, and it could it it could just be them as adults, and he's still teaching them how to rock out. Hmm. But yeah, (sighs) love Jack Black. Yeah. He's just brilliant. He's great. He is. Should probably talk about my topic for the week and get that out. Get that out of the way. Just before we do that, yeah, I showed you. Uh, I showed my dad yesterday the uh, TikTok that you made of uh, the photo of Danny DeVito that yeah. you got. Because I came, I came like all day after like I asked you about it. I was like, Danny DeVito. <laughs> I showed him like the photo you have because he he Danny DeVito came up in the quiz last Sunday, mm. and uh, you're like, how did you know it's Danny DeVito? You haven't watched that film? In, I can't. It was um, what, like one of the films that you're in. You're like, how did you know that that's Danny DeVito? I'm like, because my friend has a drawn picture of Danny DeVito in his kitchen, <laughs> and um, I told him the story that you told me about. Uh, when I was helping the little girl. Yes, Matilda. Yeah, Matilda. Matilda's actress, who I don't remember the name of. Uh, I don't think she's acting anymore. No, no, uh, no. I don't think it was her, but uh, oh, it was a uh, Newt from Aliens. Uh, the kid in Aliens. She became a teacher. Yeah. Um. What's the I can't remember what the program's called. It's a really recent one. They've just finished... Like, season two came out like last year. And it's all based around, like... Um, brothers and sisters that have all got, like, superpowers. And there's 12 that goes to the future. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with season three. Because the girl that was in it, that was, like, almost destroyed the planet in season one she's transgender she's no longer yeah, she, it is she's Elliot Page Elliot Page, Elliot yeah. Page so what are they going to do with season three uh, yeah I, th- I can't remember because there was something about it ages ago and I don't think they want to recast I think they are just going to change the character over which is easy enough okay that seems fine if they're just going to write it that way oh something that was really nice because uh, Elliot Page was uh, before he came out um, uh, was in SNL every now and again and like yeah. as soon as he came out uh, whoever runs the SNL YouTube channel just went and changed everything that he'd been in it was like nope control F Ellen control swap out Elliot, which was like it's one of those things that honestly it needed doing but it's the kind of thing that people just kind of don't think about it's a nice gesture I suppose it is, it is, it's the kind of thing that people eventually would have come back around and been like hey how come you've not changed this so it was it was very responsive which was uh, yeah. expected but I think it's kind of expected that they wouldn't have done it <laughs> like just it would have been a 
an oversight. Yeah. But no, like I think it was like a couple of days after. It was done. Done. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know much about the uh, transgender community. You don't. I know nothing. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, apparently they're writing it into the story, which uh, I'm sure will be fun for Elliot. That'll be just top-notch. It'd be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it's done. Yeah. To be fair, they'll probably have like direct input from Elliot Page himself, so there's that. There's that benefit. Yeah. Right, let's and, talk about... Go on, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, if Elliot Page at all gets like annoyed with the writing, he'll just fuck off. <laughs> Probably like, yep, nope, done with it, forget this. Uh, yeah, uh, my topic for this week is Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, two absolute geniuses in the uh, TV production world. They are fantastic. I've even got the Wikipedia page up, because they have done far more than I remember. Yeah. Because just in just film wise, just film wise, um, they wrote and directed "Clouded with a Chance of Meatballs." I think I've seen clips. It's a good one. Yeah, there's a leak in the boat. Means nothing to me. No, uh, there was literally a leak, like the the, the vegetable, vegetable in yeah. the boat. Okay. Uh, Twenty One Jump Street, a film that I'm not huge on. I love it. Again, I'm not the biggest on uh, on it, but you know, a lot of people liked it. They directed it. I enjoyed that on Twenty Two Jump Street. My sense, yep. similar sense of humor. Uh, the Lego Movie, absolutely amazing film. I, I'm we're, we're flip flopping here. You're going Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, not really bothered. I'm like brilliant film. You're like Lego film, great film. I'm like, Lego Movie is great. They went into such detail with everything about it. It's it's just wonderful. It is a um the the song from it just ruined it for me. It just oh, that's a great uh, song. Oh no, it's fucking annoying. Everything is awesome. It it's almost like the Frozen effect. Like that song got like the main song from Frozen yeah. got played that much that I'm like right, I fucking hate this film. Now it's doing me head in. Okay, twenty two Jump Street. Yep. They also directed. Great film. Same again. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. I actually didn't know that that was a film until I watched it. Yep, you thought it was a series. I did. Still really enjoyed it, though. Brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Phil Lord specifically uh, did the writing for that. He wrote that one. Yeah. Uh, Lego Movie 2, they did not direct, but they did write it. And... Untitled Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel. They have written both of them this time, not just uh, the one. Okay. And almost everything they have worked on, they have produced as well. Yeah. Uh, bar Twenty One Jump Street, everything else they have produced. Did you say that they also worked on? I think we were talking about this before the podcast. Uh, they did some work on How I Met Your Mother. Yep, they did some of the writing for How I Met Your Mother, some of the directing for Brooklyn Nine Nine in 2013. So that must have just been. Like, right at the Yeah, point. it must have been early on, like first season or two. Um, yeah, they are also, like, they are. Honestly, probably now they are far more well known for Lego Movie Spider Verse. That's the thing that if you say the name, 
people are going to be like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, also, more recently, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines they produced. I've never heard of that. Oh, uh, Storks as well. Did you watch Storks? No. Uh, Andy Samberg plays a stork in it, and it's all about like children being dropped off. Like that. That's the oh, okay. Film. It's pretty good. It's actually very good. It's pretty funny, and uh, Andy Samberg plays the thingy. The only Andy Samberg film that I've watched recently is the one on Amazon. It's only recently just come out. And it's uh, a whole like time loop thing. Oh. And he um, time loop thing, and he falls in love with someone. Yeah. Um, that kind of sounds like Fifty First Dates, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of Sim- similar kind of concept, but him and the person that he falls in love with, the um, like at the beginning of the f- film, he's in the loop, so it's like the same day, yeah, which is yeah. like a wedding, and in the first twenty minutes, she like goes into this cave that he's going into uh, and gets caught in the loop. So they spend like mid like thousands of days together but it's the same day looping over and stuff. It's a, it's a good film. I'd say watch it. It's a decent film. Ooh. Uh yes, and more recently they also did the Mitchells vs the Machines, which me and Becca watched the other day. That the pre- when I saw the trailer initially, the trailer for it that came out like last year, I want to say, I really didn't care for the premise. Like the way the trailer was portrayed, it's like daughter's going off to college and dad hates technology. He's like, no, we need family eye contact while we eat dinner. Yep. And then accidentally smashes a laptop There's this whole thing. And then like the the actual main body of the film is not Apple have made robots to like as personal assistants and they all go evil. That's the premise of the film. Okay. But it do- it doesn't go too hard about the anti-technology thing, which I th- really thought it was going to. Yeah. Because the way the first trailer came out, it was like, oh, yeah, the dad hates technology and he's going to be proven right with like robots taking over and it's going to be a little preachy. But no, it's not. It's really yeah. not. It just It's a really, really nice just family film okay. about a dad who is going to miss his daughter when she leaves and learning more about each other. It's... It's fantastic. It's really, really good. Okay. No, also, no, there's a giant that. killer Furby in it, and it's hilarious. Very nice. It's, it's. But uh, they produced it, and it yeah. is. It's animated in a very similar way to Spider Verse, where Spider Verse is a 3D film with yeah. 2D faces and shit and little little. The me- the majority of the film is 3D, but aspects of it are done in 2D, like yeah. eyes, mouths, nose, expressions. So, like, it's just, like, character model that you then draw over to yeah. do all the important stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they are very... They they know the comedy that they do really well. Like, um, Clone High is the one of the first major things that they did. It's the first thing they directed and wrote. Yeah. And it's just a hilarious cartoon. Came out on MTV, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The premise is the US government has cloned a load of uh, old famous people. So Abraham Lincoln, JFK, Cleopatra. Before, yeah. But all of the teenagers 
are now all of them are teenagers now because they all were born at the same time yeah and they're in high school so it's following all these famous people in high school and it's stupid yeah but it it's so ridiculous that it works yeah and like it's it, coming back. That's what they're working on now. That uh, it's, it's coming okay. back, and it ends on such a note that it can carry on. It doesn't have to cover anything. Yeah, it can just carry on from where it left off. It's like um, like the only film that I've been put off in the last couple of years watching because of the like the trends and stuff was Joker mm-hmm. with. Um, Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, yes. Joaquin Phoenix, and like it was so hyped up when it came out. Yeah. I like, I'm not gonna watch it because it is like massively hyped up. And then ended up watching it like a couple of months ago and went, actually, this is like one of the very few films that I've watched that's been massively hyped up. That is, I, it still lived up to the hype. I kind of did similar because when I when the trailers came out and everyone was going like mad over it and I was like I'm gonna watch it because I need to know a lot of people's opinions are really high on it yep. I kind of just want to know yep. watched it watched it in the cinemas and I was like actually it is it's good yeah. it, it doesn't quite mesh with like the I have an image of the Joker in my head and how he acts and how he responds to stuff and he doesn't quite fit in there but it is it's one of those films where as a standalone film as a standalone film it is great if you took the name away and called it something else people would say oh but it's that that's just the joker isn't it so like it's very close but it just doesn't quite hit the yeah it's like if the only time the joker had ever been described to you was the Dark Knight Joker, Mark, uh, not Mark Hamill, um, forget his name. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, the one from Dark Knight. If the only Joker you had ever seen was that one. Yeah. Heath Ledger. Um, and that was described to you when you went, okay, I'm going to go write an alternate version of that. Yeah. The, the film Joker is probably something that yeah. could come from that. Heath Ledger's version was very good, but like Jared Leto gets a lot of hate for his. But the only the only reason that I'm excited is because well I know that you've watched it is the extended yep, cut extended cut of uh, and, uh, Justice League and just that like five minute clip of a minute where he is genuinely looks mental. I thought. If they'd just done that from the beginning of him like exactly like that, it would have been phenomenal. Because like him in the previous one wasn't great. No, it was um. In the, was it him in the Suicide Squad? Yeah, it was because um. Oh fuck, Nick, Nick, Nick. the guy from The Shining. I forget his name. Nicholas something. I feel like it is, but I don't know. I've forgotten his name. Okay. Uh, he was the Joker in one of the early 90s ones of the late 80s Batman films. Yeah. And he played gangster Joker. Yeah. Like, fucking pimp collar, hat, everything. He was a gangster version of the Joker. Yep. That was fine. 
Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad was like gangsta Joker, yeah. and it didn't land. I did, really didn't, didn't like work. it. They took it in a direction that didn't it didn't hit for anyone. Yeah, I don't think anybody liked it. But that that ten, five ten minute clip is phenomenal. Yeah, it is a you, you, you genuinely do look and you go, fucking hell, he's actually unhinged. You can't you can't you can't predict what he's going to do. He's unhinged. I quite like because um, Jack and, Nicholson. It was Jack Nicholson. Um, Joker wise, Mark Hamill did the animated series Batman. He yep. was the voice of uh, the Joker in that, and he is wonderful. He is fantastic. He is the voice I have in my head, bar one. There is one other guy who in my head is the voice of the Joker, and it's uh, the guy uh, the guy who voices Bender, and I can't remember his name. I'm, it's too early for names. <laughs> um, because in one of the animated Batman films, he voices the Joker, but he plays... He's got quite a dry, sarcastic sense of humour in the film that he's in. Yeah. Um, like, you know the whole scene with the pencil in yep. The Dark Knight? He kind of does that in one of the scenes, where uh, he's been pulled in by, I think it's a black mask, because okay. he wants the he wants Batman dealt with, and the Joker's there, and he, and he just kind of coughs to himself. He's like, could I possibly have a glass of water? Gets out of a straitjacket, kills everybody in the in the room with the glass of water. And then goes, yeah, I don't think I'll need anybody else to do the job. He's like, okay, that's fine. But he's got a very, like, in that film, the story is... Because I think it's in The Killing Joke where... Joker beats Robin to death with a crowbar. Okay. And that's at like the start of it. Like it's following Batman's journey from there. Yeah. And then this film is Robin has come back, he is fully grown, and he wants to kill the Joker. <laughs> There's a scene in which like Robin has a gun to his head and Batman's talking him out of killing him, and the Joker's just mouthing off to fucking everyone. But it like super dry, he, and he's like, "Oh, you're no fun." Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's voiced by the guy who does uh, Bender and Jake the Dog and ton of other characters, and he he was very good in it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't like the Nolan Batman films because they're it's taking Batman. There's the serious Batman. But even serious Batman in like the most serious of the cartoons, they still acknowledge that Batman is fucking stupid. Yeah. Batman is a rich man who beats up poor people. That's that's Batman. Yeah. I didn't I quite enjoyed the, the normal ones, but I, I enjoyed them when I first watched them, and then yeah. I watched them again and I went, It's too serious. Yeah. Like even the Joker for me was too serious. Like it just wasn't fun at all to watch. Like I, I enjoyed the film, it just wasn't a fun film to watch. Yeah. So like what what's the Harley Quinn film called that came out a couple of years ago? Oh, the, it's really long winded, I don't time. care. Fucking ruined that character, that film. I, oh, I, I did I thought it was not fun. enjoy it at all. It was fine. 
I genuinely don't enjoy any film where it's all like, oh, girl power because we're girls and we're grey and we can do exactly what men can do because we're women. It can... It, it's very patronising and it doesn't work. It wasn't quite as heavy-handed as other films have done. Yeah. Other... Um, Endgame. Yeah, there's like a scene in that in Endgame, and it ruins it. It, it slightly ruins it. Yeah, Endgame was pretty heavy-handed with it because it was just okay. Let, let's let's get the females it, out of the way. It it, it's it like was a, very heavy-handed. It's like a token thing. I d- I don't think Birds of Prey was that bad. Like as a film, I enjoyed it, mm. and it wasn't. It's just like the ending. It's very much. Like a token thing, you're going. If it was a bunch of, like, if the gender roles were reversed, it was a bunch of blokes doing that. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we're blokes because we're great. Yeah, but that's that's the standard. Is the issue? Like, if it was a bunch of blokes, it'd be the standard. I I don't think they. They don't play it too hard, honestly. No, I. I didn't like it for that. It was like almost like a token thing. It just didn't work. <laughs> what is she threatening now? Becca's going to come downstairs and beat us. What beat us? I've not said something else in this podcast that I'm going to get in trouble for, am I? Oh, you've said far too much. I usually do. Birds of Prey was, my opinion, Birds of Prey was good. I don't really have any issues with how it's presented. It was not as ham-fisted as Endgame was. Like, Birds of Prey is a film about women doing these things, and that's fine, I don't care. In Endgame, it's... Now it's time for a three-minute segment of all the women superheroes, so we can get them out of the way and we can focus on the important ones. Yeah. It was like like the Ghostbusters film that they brought out a couple of years ago. That was almost like a talking film for women. And it just didn't work. Oh, it was fine. I liked it. No, no. They made it too much of a, like a talking thing. Oh, women, look, look, these, these women are great. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. But... Yeah, Ghostbusters wasn't good. Yeah, but it's like like that comment says it's not good, b- not because it, the women. It was presented as like a token thing for women, if that makes sense. I don't. I don't remember honestly. I don't remember. I don't remember any of the advertisements for it. All I remember is all the news outlets being like, "Oh yeah, it's the all female Ghostbusters." Yeah. I don't remember if the film was presented that way because obviously it kind of is because it is the all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah. But I don't remember any of the advertisements really pushing it for that fact. I didn't like the film. Yeah, I think I have watched it once. I like on as a film on its own. It's I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to because I went in with like no expectations, really not looking forward to it. Watched it, and as a film, it's pretty alright, actually. It's fine, it just doesn't... It doesn't fit in the Ghostbusters hole. 
Like it's a yeah. square film and the ghost was to hold his round and it, it just doesn't quite get in there. Apparently I can't talk about talkingism. Yeah, not really. I just did. You did. So. But yeah, that's just like what it felt like to me. Like, oh, let's just make a film to keep this audience here happy. I don't know if that was its intent. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know, but that's what I kind of got from it. But of course, that's what we're, that's what yeah. we're going to take from it because we are not who it was. I feel like it was written. And I'm, I'm just going to give up. I'm I'm done. I'm done with that yeah. topic. We're done. <laughs> I think if it was written more aimed towards like being a family film instead of aimed towards that type, that's what it felt like to me. It, it was aimed at a very small audience instead of being like made into that kind of a family film that everybody could enjoy. If that makes sense. Wonder Woman was good. Yeah, the first one was very good. I enjoyed the first one. Um, didn't enjoy the second one as much, but it was still a decent film. Yeah, second one was fun. Second one, the end of the film is just entirely unbelievable, and I give yeah. up. Yeah. Um, it was very predictable. Certain point bits of it was just very yeah. predictable. Like, oh, the whole like Chris Pratt thing of oh you've just got to like feel the pockets of the air and this and that and the flying and you go right well she's going to fly in this film without an aeroplane very predictable and it's a uh, yeah Chris Pine yeah it it just felt like a Chris Pine film <laughs> instead of a Wonder Woman film again but no I enjoyed the first one the first one was very good yeah I can't think I've watched anything else this week. I've not been... Hmm. No, I've, I've, it's been like bits of Adventure Time and uh, honestly that's been it. Yeah. And work. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you want to leave it there then? Yeah, I'll leave it there. Let Becca come down and punch us both yeah. because we've annoyed her again. Yep. Okay. Oh, right, right. seen a bit. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.